Hey friend, welcome to the Inspiring Honey podcast today. I'm so excited that you're here and I cannot wait for you to hear the conversation I had with Mac and Ken's from Delight Ministries. Delight Ministries is so amazing and Mac and Ken's have such beautiful hearts for the Lord. In today's episode, you will be able to feel so inspired, filled up, and so encouraged by the joy these two girls have for the Lord and the conversation we had. If you don't already, make sure to follow along on Inspiring Honey on Instagram. We are doing a giveaway with Delight Ministries this week, so make sure you follow along and don't miss out on that amazing giveaway and amazing giveaways to come. Every single Thursday, there's a brand new blog post posted on inspiringhoney.com, as well as new items are always being added to the Honey Shop, and a portion of those proceeds are donated to biblically-based charities across the world. Let me introduce you to Mac and Ken's and tell you a little bit about them, and let's hop into that conversation. Mac and Ken's are two best friends that met in college and decided to start a ministry. They started Delight Ministries that is able to inspire inspire believers in their faith at their times of college. So let's hop into today's episode and hear what they have to say. Hey, Mac and Ken, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to be able to talk to you guys and learn more about all the amazing things that you're doing. Yes! <laughs> I'm so excited! You guys are so cute. I love just like being able to chat with you a little bit before this. And like, you can just tell that you guys literally act like sisters. Like, it's just amazing. <laughs> we really do. We're like, I'm like, hey, we gotta be like this. We gotta say this. Previously, Max said something a little messed up. I'm like, Max. Yo, your headphones, we're just straightforward. Shoot it straight. That's what we do. We're not straight shooters with each other. We spend enough time together. We always say that. We probably spend more, have spent more time with each other than any other human in our life, just because, like, we have gone on so many trips, and then we work together, you know, eight to five, and so it's just hilarious. We we know everything about each other. (laughs) That's so special. That's basically, like, friendship goals. I feel like so many girls listening to this would be like, oh, I want a best friend just like that. (laughs) <laughs> yes that's the best We've, it's definitely come with low moments too of course <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay so the two questions that I ask everybody that comes on the show um the first one is tell me a fun fact about both of you Ooh, fun facts <laughs> can we do our normal where we share for each other Ooh, yeah yeah Okay, okay, let's do that. Let's do that. I can go. I can go for you, Matt. Okay, okay, perfect. Okay, so a fun fact about Matt is, well, I'll give you two just for the heck of it. One is she is the youngest of four kids, and that means she's extremely independent (laughs) and um, (laughs) tough. Too. So, <laughs> that. and also she's a pastor's kid, which is pretty sweet. Her dad is still a pastor and has been for how many years now? Oh gosh, like over thirty, I want to say. It's been a long time. Wow, yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, pretty wild. Um, okay, and my back for Ken's is Ken's is the biggest candy lover I've ever met in my entire life. Like. <laughs> Honestly, I 
I mean, I've always liked a little bit of candy, but Ken's has introduced me to so many candies that I didn't know existed. She's always <laughs> scheming, like, after dinner, how she's going to get candy. Like, she just loves it all. It's like, cracks me up because she's really healthy. Like, she basically only eats vegetables, but she makes room for her candy. <laughs> <laughs> what's, true. what's your favorite candy? Okay, it's so weird, but... Have you heard of Rips? Not ribs, but Rips. They're no. Like, <laughs> they're little, like, like you know those sour strips, but they're, like, cut into little, like, inch-long pieces. Oh, and yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. so good. They're, like, they are sour, pretty good. sugary. I mean, they can't be good for you. I think they're made <laughs> of just chemicals, but it's fine. <laughs> oh, that makes me want to go get them. <laughs> yeah. You can only find them at like certain gas stations. It's like not nice candy. <laughs> <laughs> so what helps you both live inspired like every day as you're pursuing Jesus and life and just all the things going on? Mm, such a good question. Oh my goodness. You know, I think there's like a couple of things I would say. I think that the number one thing for me would just be honestly like my my time with Jesus like just like mornings with the Lord and it Ken and I talk about this all the time but it looks so different every day um we wish we could be like those perfect creatures of routine who have like an hour every day just like glorious hour with the Lord but honestly sometimes it's like rest or it's like you know, I have 15 minutes and I need to go for a walk or all these different things. But I think just like those everyday encounters with Jesus have like really, they just keep me so centered and so fulfilled every single day. And then the second one I would say honestly too is honestly having a friend like a friend like Ken's like the days where I am maybe like just down on my faith or just not feeling super close to him she always like pushes me back to him and encourages me just through like her walk with Jesus it always inspires me and like pumps me up so I'd say this would be true for me (laughs) yes honestly I'm gonna keep it simple and say the same too literally (laughs) keeping the message clear and I really think it is kind of clear it's like yeah number one is faith like I was reminded of this actually yesterday of course like we're doing church from home right now and um I just watched this like epic sermon and particularly epic worship like and it was over the like tv screen which is like you you don't even like think that you can probably connect with the Lord so intimately that way but gosh worship just like always inspires me it brings me back to my purpose here on this earth and reminds me of what's important so that's super inspirational and then yeah people it's like that's why the people closest to you really matter you know who you surround yourself with like really do matter whether it's like people you're working with or your spouse or your boyfriends or your parents or your best friends like those people really do matter so yeah those are the two for me too I could not agree more with that. I'm actually married to a worship director, and I have such an appreciation. Um, I've always loved, like, worship, but even more so now for worship because he just constantly reminds me that worship is not only music, but just the way that we live our lives and the way that we're acting. And we can worship within, like, the most mundane or mundane, I always say that wrong, um, activities (laughs) that we do. Yeah, it's so good. It's so true. 
So, so good. So what did life look like for you both before you started Delight Ministry when you first started college and your your work wasn't a thing? What was your walk with like the Lord and how did that time, your freshman year of college, right, look for you? Mm, yeah, we love we love talking about this because I think it's probably really relatable because you think so often people that are like doing ministry or have influence, they like, I don't know, grew up like that or like <laughs> just had it in them naturally, I don't know. But I don't, I think both of us have just grown through so much through this journey. But yeah, I mean, my fresh, both of us had different stories, so I'll let Mac, of course, like share hers, but Freshman year of college was tough. I got to school. I actually gave my life to the Lord, like, for real, for real, my junior year of high school. So I came into college just, like, I came to a Christian college for a reason. I thought everybody was going to, like, be passionate about their faith, and I was excited for that and got there, and it was just, like, super hard for me to um, find Christ-centered community and I think when you don't have that right away, you start to put your face on the back burner. And it wasn't even intentional. It was just, like, subconscious. Like, the people I was surrounded by were, like, my roommates who didn't know the Lord. And, like, people in my hall that didn't know the Lord. I was involved with some Christian organizations, but it just wasn't people that, like, really I, like, resonated with. And um, I think that's important, too, to have a place, like, where you really, like, resonate with the people or they really inspire you, like we were talking about earlier. Um so it was tough. I, like, started to put my faith on the back burner. Eventually, I mean, we'll talk maybe about this more later, but we, Mac and I, um, decided to get dinner together and then decided to start this girls' Bible study on campus. And when we first started it, I felt, like, so unequipped just because I was so new to my faith and, like, even, like, probably felt, like, a little bit of shame for not maybe pursuing my faith full, full, wholeheartedly my freshman year. So, like, being put in a leadership position, I was like, oh, wait. Like, it must not, like, I can't really do this and had a ton of insecurity behind that. Um, God has, like, so met me in that. But, yeah, that was that was kind of well me freshman year. I was quite um, energetic as normal. <laughs> <laughs> Running around campus, little social butterfly. So all that on top of it all. <laughs> so funny. That's so good. Yeah, it's so funny to think back to freshman year, just before we stepped into everything that we do now. So I actually came to Belmont or to school um, because I wanted to be a country singer. And there, wow, <laughs> and I know. <laughs> um, there's a really awesome music program, and so I was a songwriting major my first two years of college. And so it's so funny because. Um, I'm a, like Kim said, I'm a pastor's kid, so I always grew up around ministry and, like, watched my dad step into that, but I just never saw myself stepping into that. Like, I just never, I, I love the Lord and all that stuff, but I just never saw a path in that for me, but it's so funny how, like, God will lead you to places for, he might use one thing to get you somewhere and then, like, totally open the door for another thing, and that's really what happened during my college experience. Like, I was so gung-ho on music, and Somewhere along the way, I just, like, felt God get a hold of my heart in a new way, and I just kind of knew it was it was time to, like, lay it down, and so I remember being at Belmont and being like, okay, I'm not studying music. What in the heck am I supposed to do, Lord? And somewhere along the way, in the midst of all that, we ended up starting this Bible study that Ken's mentioned, and so 
for me, those first couple of years was a lot of like untangling of identity that I'd kind of put into the things that I did, which for me at the time was music. And so the first couple of years of college were just like a crazy journey with the Lord of trying to like rewrite so many of the narratives that have been in my heart and life for so long and just like really finding like who I was in Jesus alone. And it was a crazy process, but one that I got to do with an incredible community and, uh, obviously now it's all worked out in the end, but yeah. (laughs) That is so cool. I love how you guys really just pointed out how God really met you where you were, like for both of you, and how you wanted to pursue songwriting. And um, Ken's, you weren't super strong in your faith. And I just think it's so cool and just amazing how God was able to work through all of that to bring you to where He has you now and feel this like huge purpose that you are leading so many other women to Christ and to have deeper relationships and help improve their time in college. Mm, yeah. So you, cool. So cool. If you guys could flash back nine years ago before any of this ministry started and you were just those young freshman girls, just bubbly, energetic around campus, what advice would you give to yourselves to carry through? Um the days ahead of you. Ooh. You know, I think I can start to talk again, but I think like, um, for me, the biggest thing that I believe shaped my college experience and the biggest thing that I really think shaped so many people's experiences and Ken's already touched on it a little bit, but just like, it truly is who you surround yourself with. And I really believe that Honestly, the people you meet and, like, spend time with those first couple weeks of college can, like, really affect your whole college experience. So if you, like, get into a community and that community is, like, fun and awesome, but they're not chasing after the Lord, like, honestly, pretty soon you're going to find that you're probably not chasing after the Lord. But if you get into a community where it's, like, people that really push you towards Jesus and people who are, like, have their eyes on Him, like, even if maybe your faith isn't that strong to begin with, like, just by proximity of being around those people, like, pretty soon you will, like, start to become who it is that you spend time with. And so I think for me, when I think about early on, it kind of took me a while to find my place and to find my community, to find a community that really um, kind of, like, encouraged me and spurred me on in my faith. And so my first year at college was fun. Like, it was good, but it wasn't really until sophomore year when I found that through Ken's and other people like that, that my faith just kind of, like, exploded. And it felt like my purpose exploded, and I just, like, had so much more direction. And it didn't mean that it came, like, without difficulties, but it was just so powerful and cool. And so I think that – I think that that would be my biggest, like, simplest piece of advice is just be so, um, so intentional with who you spend your time with and don't get discouraged if you don't meet them in the first couple of weeks, but just keep searching and keep looking. And I think, like, that can have just such an effect on your experience. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good, Matt. Like, really is. And similarly, like, you know, college is four years, like usually, unless it takes you a little longer or <laughs> impressive, um, but yeah, you know, it's only like four, five years of your life, and 
you can do a lot with that amount of time. Like, you really can. Like, it's crazy just, like, thinking about time. Like, you know, if you, like, really, like, focus, if you're intentional, if you don't, like, waste time, you're just, like, you know, hanging out with the wrong people or partying for, like, a whole semester or, um, you know... We've been wasting time on social media all the time, and like, there's just so many ways that we can easily like waste our time instead of being intentional with your time. I believe that in college, you have this really cool opportunity to like make the most of your time. And so, I don't know, even just like, like I'm so glad that thinking back that we like decided to start this Bible study, and it was only one night of the week, and some team meetings outside of that, and then, like, by our junior year, we were spending, like, our free time creating, like, this, like, whole ministry for other college campuses, and, you know, we didn't know what it was going to be, but I'm, like, we didn't know, like, now sitting here at nine years, like, you're, like, wow, it's so cool, but in the midst of it, it was, like, a couple, like, delight chapters, just, like, small, tiny organization that we just made the most of our time, and we just, like, pressed in and were intentional and hung out with the, the right people and like we're seeking Jesus with everything we had and like joined like small groups and spent our time at worship nights and um we're just like intentional and so I don't know I think that like really matters so my advice would be like make the most of your time and not wasting time and I think it's easy for all of us to do that but yeah That is so good. I think that everything you guys both said is so true. It's so important, no matter what stage of life, to be intentional with who's around us and how we, like, spend our time. I feel like very recently the Lord has been teaching me so much about disciplining my time and just being a disciple of it because it's a tool that He's given us, um, and we can really do kingdom work if we— like use our time to the advantages that we have and just be really mindful about everything we're doing. Yeah, so true. So good. What has been the biggest challenge you guys have faced just with building ministry on college campuses and um, navigating that whole scene? So many challenges and like uphill battles at moments and I think that there when I think about challenges we face I think there's a couple different areas I think when it comes to like our whole what we do is we create Christ-centered communities on college campuses and what's so beautiful about it is that it's all student-led so it's not like we send a staff member and they go start it it's literally somebody who's passionate about their faith um, and wants to bring that type of community to their campus and then they build a leadership team of five to ten women and then they like make it all happen and we just resource and equip them and guide them and lead them and train them through the process um and I think when it comes to building ministry like the truth is on college campuses it's really glamorous to be like super involved in a bunch of different things and like be a starter and like bring something to your campus but something like delight is something um that you have to be so passionate about it. Like you have to be so wholeheartedly all the way in, in order for it to like truly um, flourish on a campus. And so I think one of the biggest challenges is like when we work with college women, a lot of times we have women who are like halfway in or women who are like doing it 
you know, just because they think it, like, sounds cool or looks cool. And so I think when I see, like, one of the, like, biggest, and I see it all over the place, like, one of the biggest, like, stumbling blocks for for ministry is often our own, like, half-heartedness and our own um, lack of passion for, like, what the Lord's doing. And so I think when we fully commit to something and we say hey I commit to this so much that like I'm willing to sacrifice other things in my life and I'm going to commit to this so much that like I'm willing to like give up chunks of my time I'm willing to like serve I'm willing to do the hard stuff I'm willing to keep doing it even when it's tough or even when I feel rejected or even when I feel failure and I think like when when people step past that when even Ken's and I step past that that is when the God that's when God has done the most extraordinary things. And so I think that's one of the biggest, like, I don't know, just like areas that like we've had to really process through and work through and, and struggle through and figure out, okay, how do we find women who are, who are so passionate and like so committed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And that's like super tough sometimes. Um, I think for us sometimes, I guess just not so much on like the ground of ministry, but for us, leading a ministry when testing is done and I know you can probably relate a ton is just doing it while you're so young yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're like um and just because like we're still learning so much and I don't know I know at any age you're gonna have seasons or make mistakes and mess up and everything like that but I think like just because or young it just can be harder maybe we mess up a little bit more and like have to be like okay wait we're like and we're going and so there's a lot of that for us I mean I cannot tell you how many times Mac and I are on the phone just like after some kind of conversation and we're like debriefing and like oh my gosh how do we do this different how do we do this better we made the wrong decision and like just having like start over over and over again uh, but it's all good. I know that God does use young people. I, I, I believe that, and I think there's a lot of power in that, and mm-hmm. a lot of power in that testimony. But um, it can be it can be hard on a personal level sometimes. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite Bible verses. I am the worst with remembering verses. Like I really am. <laughs> us too. Honestly. <laughs> No, you're in good company here because us too. <laughs> there is, I'm sure somebody listening to this is going to be like, wow, I can't believe you can't remember that verse. But um, it basically just says that not to discount somebody because of their age, but learn from them. And uh, I, for the life of me, I wish I could remember the exact quotation. But that verse I've just carried with me my whole life because I feel like God can work so much in us being young and like having... I guess I want to say like a like a naive kind of like approach at things because then we can just like wholeheartedly jump into what Jesus is calling us to do and he's able to like move our whole lives. Yeah, that's right. I know. Sometimes too, I mean, you can so relate to this. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm like aging too fast. And not by like, not by like wrinkles on my face kind of aging, but I don't want to lose that uh, young, dreamy, um, childlike faith, like just because there's more pressure or Mm -hmm. more leadership on my life. and. you really do when you're young and leading. You've, you've got to stay close to that. Like, just because I do think there's so much value in that childlike faith. I mean, that's something we should hold back to our whole entire lives. And I think it's easy in 
a high pressure situation or like more eyes looking at you, it's probably easier to like age or get complacent or like get like used to things. And mm. I just don't want that to happen, you know? <laughs> yeah. So true. My husband and I talk about that all the time because we're still in our early 20s or 22 and 21. And sometimes we joke and we're like, wow, we feel like we're like in our 30s. We feel so old. And we just always just, I don't know, that's a conversation we're always having and just want to keep that like youthful, fun mentality. Yeah, that's right. So we talked about the biggest challenge that you guys have faced, but what has been the biggest surprise for you? Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a good question. That really is such a good question. Um, oh, my goodness. You know, I have just felt like there, literally, I feel like every day I'm surprised by what God does in oh, the light. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, I don't even, like, say that lightheartedly. I'm like, every day I'm like, sometimes I just zoom. You ever have those moments where you just zoom out and you go, <laughs> oh, my goodness, this is insane. Like, it's insane where God has brought it. And I think one of the biggest surprises for me within delight, just like on a delight level, has been, when we started Delight, like, we really wanted to start it just because we had a passion or we had a desire for Christ in our community for us personally. And then watching as, like, it covered a need in so many different women's lives, like, thousands and thousands of women who have, like, met the Lord through Delight, who have, like, found their community through Delight, who have done all these things. And um, it's been so cool and such a crazy journey. And I think one of the coolest byproducts of it that I've also seen has Um, We've given a place for so many women to step into leadership and ministry. Like, we now have, like, I don't even know how many Delight leaders have been through, like, kind of the process, but I'd say it's, like, at this point, like, at least over, like, 3,000 women have been, like, leaders within our Delight chapters. And um, just to see women step into, like, their giftings and to step into their callings and to say, like, yes to being used by the Lord and using their four years in college to, like, serve Him and to tell more women about, like, the goodness of our God has been incredible. And then just even graduate and go... I don't want to give this up. Like, how can I continue to lead in my workplace? How can I step into ministry? How can I lead the women around me? And it's just been incredible to watch. And one of the things that I think has surprised me the most is when we started this, I didn't think we were going to be like developing, um, like (laughs) evangelists and women who are going to go and like lead and start things. And it's just been really incredible and, and a really cool byproduct. And then I think personally, Starting Delight has literally stretched me and challenged me more than anything I've done in my life. And I think in the same way, I have, like, stepped out on the other side as a leader. And, like, when I stepped into all this, I did not see myself as that. I don't think either Ken's and I did. We were just like, we want to start a Bible study. <laughs> and um, But through the, like, fine or through the refining process and the chiseling process, like I'm honestly can stand here today and just like be proud of the leaders that Kim's and I have become. And, um, every single day, just trying to look more and more like Jesus. And so Mm -hmm. it's been, I like those have been, it's just been a big surprise for me. Yeah, that's awesome. I would say, um, 
kind of the same to what Mac was saying. It's so funny. It's like on one hand, it's like okay, sometimes it's challenging for people to be like all in and wholehearted, and then all the time, all the all these other times, we're like so surprised. We're like has a video call. Like just last week, we had like a little video Bible study with maybe like ten girls that are leading in some capacity, and they were like so passionate and like so excited and like. We're all in, like, sharing testimonies of, like, how they heard God's voice or, you know, how scripture spoke to them and, like, how much delight has impacted them or something they, like, listened to and one of our podcasts affected them. And we're always like, wait, what? This is amazing. (laughs) You guys are, like, so passionate and, like, so on and it's so inspiring for us. Like, we should have said that in our inspiring thing like seriously like right like our delight girls like every time we get off like one of those video things or like we have an event or whatever we are like so inspired by people I mean people are inspired by passionate people and Mm. I feel like our delight leaders are like that you know and so it's just really kind of fun so yeah That's so awesome. I love hearing you guys talk about, like, your love for your girls. And it's just so cool because your passion for your ministry really comes through everything you say. Uh, (laughs) What has been, like, your favorite part? I know we talked about challenging and most surprising, but what has just been your favorite part of growing um, this delight ministry and what God's been doing in it? Like, what has been the sweetest thing for you to experience with it? Uh, oh my gosh, so many moments, like for sure, it's like always fun reflecting back that one big one for me is we have an annual like conference where everybody like comes into town for, to Nashville for training and worship, it's awesome, and oh my gosh, like the last night, it's a two-night thing, the last night, like front row, worshiping around like 300, like leaders who are just sold out like hands in the air jumping around like really singing praises to the lord and i'm just like sitting there like it's just the best moment ever so for sure probably that moment it's only like one hour and i'll soak every little minute of it in but um yeah, that's one of mine. Probably Max, too, in some sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's just, like, what we get to do. We get to be, like, on the front lines of everything, the front row of, you know, what God is doing in people's lives. And when you get to do that, when you get to see what God is doing all over the place, even if you're just hearing a story about it, it just keeps you mm-hmm. so so close to the heart of God. And I think, like, I just know my heart, and sometimes I have a wandering heart, and I love that opportunity that Delight has been to just stay close to God's heart and to constantly see Him at work, and that's been just so cool, whether that's through conference or hearing stories or traveling or on tour. It's just, like, the, the biggest honor of my life, so I'd say that. That is so cool. Your conference sounds amazing. I know I've seen pictures of it, and it just looks like such an amazing time. Oh, yeah. We love it. It's the best. It's the best. So how did you guys, I know you touched on this a little bit, but how did you know that you had a calling on your life to go in ministry? Like, what what was that leading like? And how did you know, all right, this is what God's calling me to do, and this is what I'm going to do, and I'm just going to go forward? Yeah. 
okay, honestly, I feel like we did it. <laughs> I feel like we don't have the classic ministry stories. I think um, in a lot of ways it was just like, like I said, we had this like desire for community and both just had like these tiny little nudges on our hearts and just said yes. And then I think like this one little step of obedience um, opens the door for God to do the miraculous and God to do the like crazy big stuff that he does. And so I think it's just been one little step of obedience after the other and um, just hearing and seeing how God, what God has done has been the coolest thing. And I think along the way, God uncovers more and more of like those callings. So like when we first started, I didn't think we just started a Bible study. I didn't think it was going to like go beyond my time in college. And then he said, Oh no, it's going to look like this after college. And then like every day it feels like he reveals more and more of just like the calling on our lives. And I think the way that you can lean into that is just like, God, what are you calling me to today? And how can I step into that? And then he'll take care of tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Mm. Yeah. That's so, that's great. Like, some people, I think, looking for a big sign and, like, can ride it in the sky or something like that. And I actually believe that God does make it that clear sometimes. Like, he'll give you, like, a really big sign that you're supposed to do it, you know, and go after it. But I think for most people, probably, it's a lot of little steps of faith. Like, not just saying, like, you know, that's what faith is. It's taking action even before you know the end of the story and so for us it's been that it's been like obedience discipline faith like moving forward and like you know we had a couple conversations in college like I remember we talked about this moment a lot because it was a big one for us but we lived together in college and like there's this one moment we were sitting across the kitchen table and we were like I think I was like okay are we going to do this? Like, are you, like, 100% in? Like, are we doing this thing? And we, like, really, like, solidified it there. And, like, even just, like, going all in like that, you know, and, like, not having a plan B, I think is when God, like, really shows up. He's like, oh, wow, they're all in. Like, they're so faithful to this. And so, yeah, I mean, we definitely, God has answered prayers. He's opened doors. Like, there's definitely been confirmation through it. Um, and I think it's important to look for that, but it might not be, like, a huge, huge sign, you know? That is so good. I think that that is, like, so inspiring that any girl listening to this can kind of take, because I get questions a lot on my Instagram of girls DMing and asking about how I knew what I wanted to do or how I felt God was calling me to my ministry, and I just get the kind of think it's exactly what you said that sometimes he puts it in huge ways but if he has a calling on our lives and we start pursuing it he's going to open those doors and if if not then then that kind of just proves that that's not part of his plan for you and we just have to be obedient with wherever he's leading yeah that's exactly right yeah was there ever a point where you just felt so, like, unqualified and defeated and you just didn't know if you should keep doing this or if this was right for you, but God kind of just reminded you that this is what he has set for your life? and Or, like, have you always just been able to watch so confidently through this journey of ministry? <laughs> Oh my gosh, every day we're like, should we do that? Relatable. Uh, wait, Mac, you speak on this first. You speak on this first. 
Yeah. Um, you know, there have been so many moments. Like, the truth of ministry is that it's really not easy. It's really tough, actually. It's not, it looks super glamorous from the outside, but honestly, um, behind the scenes, it's a lot of tough work. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of yes. tough work because we're dealing with um, just the bigness and, and, like, magnificence of the Lord, but then, like, we're human (laughs) and we screw up and we don't always get it right. And like, we're dealing with other humans and trying to love them. Like God calls us to love them, but we don't always get it right. And so, um, ministry can be super messy behind the scenes. And honestly, there have been moments where I've been like, Lord, can I have a normal nine to five? Like, can I literally (laughs) have a job where I like get to leave it at the office and like get to go be a normal human and, I mean, that's just, like, the honesty of my heart. That moment where I just wanted to, like, hit the eject button and be like, God, I'm done with this. Like, I just want to be like everybody else. But then you have those moments where, again, you zoom out and you go, oh, my goodness, Lord. Like, this is so unbelievably worth it. Like, you are so unbelievably worth it. And, like, I would, you know, give it all up to do this all over again just to see, like, one person experience you and um so I think like whenever you have those moments where you're discouraged um or like you're doubting you just have to zoom out and go back to like the moment when God first called you and remember like when he was so worth it and I think you'll again like go back to that place of being like oh my gosh God like of course of course I would lay it all down of course I would surrender it all for you and so I think that's for me been just like my best thing is going back to the moments when God showed himself so faithful and trusting that he will do it again. Mm, So good. Yeah, that's so, it's exactly that. You really do. You have to go back. Like there's, I mean, every day, both of us are like, Oh my gosh, this is so tough. And yeah, yeah. (laughs) you have to be like, I mean, it's selfless. Like ministry is like a very selfless thing. And Mm. you know, it's funny that we're, you know, we're vocationally doing ministry, but everybody's doing ministry in every day. And that means you have to, like, be selfless. And you got to think of others first. And you definitely have to take care of yourself and, like, spend time alone with the Lord. And, yeah, like, be close to Him. But other than that, it's like you're pouring out. You're, like, you're giving to others. You're being a light in a dark place. And you got to go back to that, like, the purpose of it and back to why He called you to it. That's yeah, that's good. I love that so much because I feel the same way sometimes. I just feel so drained and exhausted, and I'm like, wow, because you just pour everything of yourself onto other people. But like you said, you always just have to remember why you're doing it and that you just do yeah. it for him and because you love him and you love other people. And I just I just think that's so good. Yeah, I love that that moment in Scripture where, after Peter has denied Jesus three times and then like Jesus shows back up and um, Jesus asks him three times, he says, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And every time he just says, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my Mm. sheep. And how like those moments when we want to give up, I think Jesus is just looking at us and going, Hey, do you love me? And we're like, yes, Jesus, I love you. Then he's like, Hey, then the calling is the same. Like you are still sent. Like your purpose is to feed my sheep. And so for me, like, just repeating that in my head, that's, like, been such a, a sweet little breath prayer of, like, hey, I love you, I'll feed your sheep. And so I think that's just a little thing for me that I haven't had to remember. That is yeah. so good. I never thought of it um, that way before, but that is really powerful. Mm. 
So what is next for Delight Ministries and for you guys? Like, what are your next big plans, uh, God plans? Like, where is he leading you? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, our dream is to see Delight grow. Like, we want to see this, like, Christ-centered community on every college campus across the whole nation and you know we really believe in the power of christ-centered community especially when you're in college and you're trying to like decide like who you are and what you want to do with your life who you're going to marry just like big questions like that and so we believe that this community is like so needed everywhere so that's always like a huge like thing on the forefront of our minds and mission is to just continue to grow the light um We'll see outside of that. I mean, you can only have so many plans, right? Before God's like, whoop, we're going this way. Um, <laughs> so, but we're big dreamers for sure. And we want to just like see so many. We love like women's ministry. So we're going to be doing that. Young women, like that's where our heart is. So as much as we can like resource and um, help people. We just recently launched this like awesome resource it's called the tent and it's basically like this digital hub of resources to help you like uh revive your like quiet time it can so often be hard to like connect with god alone in your room you know outside of like a worship service or church or whatever it is and so um we're really excited about that and to be able to pour into this community and continue to resource women in those kind of ways so Whatever we can do to get people to come closer to the lord we're like we're here for it so yeah That is so awesome, and I'm so excited to see where the Lord takes you guys and just so thrilled about everything He's done with you so far and your hearts for Jesus. And I know that the listeners of today's episode are going to want to connect with you and help you guys grow. So where can they find you, and how can they follow you online? Yes. Okay, so we kind of have two different places. So one of them, if you're interested in, like, our chapters on college campuses, either joining one that's already established, or even if you're interested in starting a Delight chapter, if we don't have one on your campus, on your campus, then you can go to our website, it's delightministries.com, or on Instagram, it's at delightministries, and so that's kind of like our what we do on college campuses, and then a lot of our like spiritual resources, we actually have a podcast, and like um, a lot of our things, like the tent that Ken's mentioned, um, is at for the girl, and so that's forthegirl.com, and then it's at for the girl underscore 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 on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I follow you guys, and I love it. You guys are filled with so much encouragement, and it was such a joy to have you on today's episode. Oh my goodness! Thank you for having us. This was so fun. I love that we get to do stuff like this and just chat and like share stories of what God's doing. So we're honored that we got to be on your on your podcast. That's right. We love you. We love everybody listening. This is so fun. Oh, I love you guys too, and I'm honored to be able to have have you on the podcast yay thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode friend i hope you feel so encouraged and you're walking away feeling inspired and filled up as much as i am those two girls have such a sweet heart and they are just living for the lord 
If you didn't already know, we're doing a giveaway this week, so make sure to follow along with Delight Ministries and Inspiring Honey on Instagram so you don't miss that giveaway. There's tons of fun giveaways to come throughout the rest of the summer and early into the fall on Inspiring Honey. Make sure that you're checking Inspiring Honey every week because a new blog post is posted every single Thursday, as well as a new podcast is posted to iTunes, Spotify, and inspiringhoney.com every single Tuesday. New items are constantly being added to the Honey Shop, and a portion of those proceeds are donated to biblical charities across the world. There is now a waitlist if you want to be coached by me and how to build your brand, business, or blog, so make sure you go to my website, join that waitlist, and be one of the girls who gets mentored by me. Until next week, I can't wait to speak with you. Have a great day.